0: I've spent the last few minutes in utter panic standing in front of my school's exam hall, with all my Hindi lessons ready, only to discover that it is the day of the math exam. My limbs have gone cold and my mouth has gone dry. I'm looking around helplessly wondering how I got the timetable so wrong, but then I'm jolted out of my confusion by a loud bell. What is the school bell in my dream turns out to be the milkman's bell in my home at 6am. I've woken up in a cold sweat and my heart is racing wildly. But I take a moment to reorient myself, heave a huge sigh of relief and get out of bed. I'm almost 40 and I still get these exam nightmares. So you can imagine how stressful my student life, especially the exam phases must have been. And yes, I can equally imagine how bad it can get for some of our student listeners. But parents, this is for you too. So hello to my dear listeners, and in today's episode of the Doctor Happy Podcast, brought to you by Juno Clinic, I will tackle the issue of exam stress. I am going to dive right in with 4K studies in the form of letters that some of my teen clients have written. The first letter is from Ankush from Gwalior. He says, Hello, this is Ankush. My neighbour Mr. Bansal's son, Chirantan, got into IIT recently. He's a year older to me. Since the news of his result has come, there is a drastic change in the atmosphere of my home it suddenly feels as if my parents are looking at me critically all the time. If I get up in the morning and sit on the sofa, mom looks at the clock. If I want to check the score of the match after studying for a while, dad starts saying things like, the players are earning in crores and people are leaving their work and watching them. It is strange because he and I have enjoyed cricket together for hours in the past. I know what they are trying to tell me. If Chirantan Bansal can get selected in IIT, so can you. They seem convinced that studying for 9 or 10 hours daily is a must. The other day, I heard mom and dad talking and discussing that it's maybe not such a bad idea for me to take a drop and try harder next year. What is going on? I was happy with myself and my preparation and was pretty sure of getting into some college. But now I feel suffocated in my own home. What has someone else's result got to do with me? I don't want to go to IIT. Please let me be happy. Please let me be. The next letter is from Pritha from Chandigarh. She writes Hi, this is Pritha. I have been a first ranker in school throughout and I used to be very happy. But nowadays, I don't feel so happy. My parents are such wonderful people that I cannot complain. My dad has taken a loan to send me to the best coaching classes in town. My mother takes so much effort to make nutritious and tasty food for me every single day. She cleans my room, arranges my table and sits by my side. My teachers have told me that I will undoubtedly be the school topper. But all this has made me uneasy. When I try to sleep, I get thoughts and images of my books and I feel fearful that I am not studying enough. I get up and try to study but I cannot concentrate. It is hard for me to remember what I have studied. I feel like crying and secretly cry in the bathroom. What if I don't do well? How will I face all these kind people who are doing so much for me? The third letter I have for you today is from Richa. She lives in Hubli. She writes, Hello, this is Richa. I have a different problem. Just as the exam approaches, I start getting very anxious. On the morning of the exam, I cannot eat a morsel or else I know I'll throw up. Sometimes I also have a mild fever. My hands start shaking and I break into a cold sweat. In the exam hall, I feel I will faint. I often go blank despite having studied really well. I feel like submitting my answer sheet and going away. But my school teachers a kind and they give me some water or some biscuits and motivate me to think calmly. Then somehow I can write the paper. I wonder what will happen in the boards when the examination centre will be different from my school and the teachers will not be known to me. My parents are more worried for my health than they are about any exam result. I feel I can score better if I can control these symptoms. And the fourth and last letter of the day is from Ghansham from Nagpur who writes, Hi, my name is Ghansham. I am studying very hard to do well in my boards. I had scored average marks in class 10, but the representative from the coaching classes said that I have great potential and I can do very well. Initially I was doing good, but when the teaching picked up a lot of speed, I could not keep up that fell. My ranking in the weekly tests fell lower and lower. I've not given up and I'm studying for nearly 10 hours every day. And yet my marks are not up to my satisfaction. I need to get a much higher score because I want to get a seat in the topmost colleges in the country. Then I will get a hefty pay package in the placements and my life will be set. But I'm very stressed to make that happen at any cost. My head pains constantly and I've developed an acidity problem. Sometimes I feel like I'm a loser. I cannot handle even this exam. So Ankush, Prithar, Richa and Ghanshams cases are not rare. In fact, cases like these are alarmingly common in India. Every year, thousands of students face severe exam stress. Examinations were meant to be a healthy challenge for our kids but they have now turned into an ugly monster that not only consumes the children but also their parents and sometimes their entire families. What is this burden that threatens to break the backs of our children? The burden of comparison. Yes, every child is different. Every child is unique. We appreciate that in theory but when it comes to our own child we expect them to outperform the other children we know probably because we want to hold our heads high and declare to the world that our children are the best, so basically we are the best. But let us look at it in another way. Most parents believe that they have come up the hard way and are proud of what they have achieved in life. But what if our children start comparing us with rich industrialists, film stars or even sportspersons of the world? What if they belittled us for not achieving as much as them? That would be devastating for our egos, wouldn't it? But children, even though they are small, never do such immature things. They love their parents and would never treat their parents for any other in the world. Then parents, being adults and definitely the wiser ones, why do they indulge in comparison? Nothing crushes the self-esteem of a person more than being compared with someone else. We need to make a vow that no matter what the next child does, we will hold our child's achievement in high esteem always. The next big burden is that of expectations. Now, some parents feel that they did not get the right opportunities in their youth and so they could not achieve a higher, better, greater status in life. And they are willing to provide all those opportunities to their children. And for this, they work really hard and take enormous effort for the children. And all that the children have to do in return is perform. Parents may not even say that overtly to the child. They may even say that they don't mind whatever their child scores. But their non-verbal communication sends out clues that seem to endorse the belief that the child is certain to perform splendidly because no stone is being left unturned. But performance is based on so many things. It is based on willingness and desire, it is based on ability, and finally, it is based on a healthy mind and body capable of delivering the end product. Let us not burden our children with expectations. The children are not an instrument to fulfill our dreams and aspirations. Next comes that big burden of anxiety. Many children who suffer from performance anxiety at the time of exam can manifest in the form of physical symptoms like feeling jittery or even vomiting before the paper. Often due to anxiety, children who have prepared well are unable to perform to their full potential because they tend to go blank on seeing the question paper. Such a condition can be very disabling and can lead to a lifelong decrease in confidence and facing various exams and other stressful situations. Several techniques for tackling anxiety, such as visualization, grounding, distraction, breathing exercises, etc., have been discussed in our earlier podcast episode on anxiety while traveling in the pandemic. Listening to these methods could help soothe you. I say go check it out. But if you still feel anxious, it would be a good strategy to try some therapy to help you cope on the big day. Regular therapy can prove beneficial in facing not only current exam situations, but also future exams and other anxiety-provoking situations as well. Next comes the burden of ambition. Nowadays, children are much more aware and well-informed than they were 20 years ago. They have their own plans and ambitions and sometimes are very firm about what they want to do in life. They have set their own rigid parameters for success. Their young age and inexperience prevents them from understanding that there is a lot of difference between wanting to do something and being actually able to do it well. Helping them come to terms with their own abilities and cope with the realities of life is a tough task. So listeners, If you identify with this, then Dr. Happy recommends that you listen to our earlier podcasts on finding your purpose in life. This will help you to realign your goals and ambitions. You will realize that it is very much possible to be both successful and happy doing something else than what you had earlier planned to do. You will feel as if a huge burden has been lifted off your chest. The sense of relief will help you live your life fully again. And then there is the issue of disagreements between parents and children due to exams. And this remains a cause of big concern in many families. Parents and children surely love each other unconditionally. For years they have a bond so close and so tight that it cannot be shaken. And yet there comes a time in life where every relationship is tested. The board exams are often the first step when the relationship between the parent and the child is tested very rigorously. Children who are innocent and naive don't realise that the world is a harsh place which treats unsuccessful people ruthlessly. Parents who are older and experienced try to save their children from these pitfalls. But what is the consequence? It could be violent arguments or an uncomfortable silence. It could be an open rebellion or a passive withdrawal. Whatever form it takes, it is detrimental to the emotional well-being of our children. So, what is to be done? We have to recognize that this is a time of a major transition in the relationship. Parents who were once loved and worshipped have now become enemies. How to prevent parents from becoming enemies? Parents should no longer just be parents. And they should try to become friends to their children. And what do friends do? Friends hang out. Friends listen, they talk, they share, they accept and they help. So, as a friend slash parent, this is what you must do. 1. Give your children your time. Free up your schedule. Take some time off to build your bonds with them. 2. Listen to what your children are saying. Listen deeply. Listen in silence with all your heart. Not with a desire to offer a counter-argument or advice but with a desire to genuinely understand what is going on in their young minds. Try to listen to what they are not saying. There are not enough words in any language to express certain emotions. 3. Talk to your children. But try not to tell them of how little you had when you were of their age. When you give examples that are 20 or 30 years old, they may seem irrelevant to your kids. Instead, try sharing your own fears, failures or doubts with them. They won't think less of you. They may realize that you are human too. Fourth, Ask your children what they need. They may respond with anger or defiance, but this is part of youth. Accept it. Work through it. Keep your offer open. Give help when it is asked for. Avoid taunts and I told you so comments. 5. Threats and ultimatums are likely to backfire, so use them sparingly and if possible, not at all. A dialogue is the best form of communication. While conversing, acknowledge their feelings and allow for confusion. 6. Finally, be patient. Life is long and full of ups and downs the period of turbulence will end. The child who you felt was wasting his or her potential may turn out to be a shining star. Let experience of age and the enthusiasm of youth come together to find a path that the young generation is best suited for. I hope employing these little measures in your family and life will lead to far more fulfilling lives and happier kids. Of course, one size does not fit all, And if need be, seek help from mental health professionals such as those at Juno Clinic, Mumbai. On their website, www.juno.clinic, you will find a wide variety of choices for counsellors and modes of counselling. I am of course here as always too. If you would like to share a problem with me and would like me to address it on the podcast, do write in at drhappy2021 at gmail.com. That is... D O C T O R H A P P Y 2021 at the rate gmail.com. Also, find the podcast on your favorite audio streaming and social media platforms and remember to subscribe and share. Until the next time, be good to yourself and take care. I'll be back next week with another episode and tell you one more way to be happy.